hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. It's time for two blokes talking tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I really? think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two blokes talking tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. We absolutely <laughs> have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two blokes talking Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. My name's Trevor Long and this is episode 19, the Origin Edition. The Decider, shall we say. Stephen Fennick, good evening. Good evening, Trevor. The uh, Origin Decider Edition, I like it. Yeah, so uh, for people that you know, maybe get the podcast on a weekend or something, uh, we normally record on a Wednesday night, but it's a very important uh, Wednesday. It's third state of origin. Uh, for those on the East Coast, they'll know Queensland, New South Wales. I'm a Queenslander, you're a New South Welshman, and obviously Queensland are going to win. Biggest game of rugby league in t- for the last 20 years. How's that for you? It is, and this could well be the biggest podcast in the last 19 episodes. So let's get cracking. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. You know, there was a lot of buzz and waving about Google over the last couple of years, uh, chiming into the social media space, playing with new technologies, but... Twitter and Facebook have gone from strength to strength, Facebook in particular. And this week, uh, Steve, Google came out with Google Plus, which is a fa- is a social network. And I've got some really positive thoughts on it and also some kind of doubts about its, its future. What are, what are your thoughts right now? Yeah, I think it's interesting that Google are uh, dipping their toe in this space, Trevor. They're, they're really they're trying their hands at a lot of different things, uh, and obviously they've observed that social networking is the uh, activity du jour, that, well, let's say, on the internet. Well, it's, it's been going on for a long time and only getting stronger. Mm. Uh, so I think it's uh, it's it's not surprising to see them enter that territory. I think um, I think it's an acknowledgement of social media and how important it is and, and people need to stop thinking about social media as just being, you know, Twitter and Facebook. It's, social yeah. media is about, you know, the web in the future and how the, the web will be smart based on what it knows about you, not in, a, in a, not in a super, you know, big brother kind of way just in the sense that one of the great examples I digress, but one of the great examples I like is the idea that I may search for, um, I'm going to Perth and I'll search in Google, I'll say accommodation Perth and rather than just giving me, based on its wonderful algorithm, its suggestions for websites, it may suggest, at the very top of that, it may suggest a certain hotel because my friend Stephen Fennick had stayed there and, it, and he said it was okay. So it's about the, the social web as opposed to just social media. But Absolutely. Wh- yeah. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, like, let's just face it. We, we use social media, social networking has gone from us just saying, updating what we're doing and, yeah. and how we're feeling to... Asking people's opinion, sharing experiences, uh, reviewing things. Uh, I put a lot of my tech guide stories up on Facebook yep. and Twitter. So it's a great way to link back to different things. So it's become a way that all our news and opinions can come to us. We don't have to look for them. So in our feed, our friends are telling us what they're thinking of things that are close to us. So Google to include this, uh, in their, in their, it's an organic thing, I think, a, a progression for them to do this. And I think the other thing I would say is that, you know, Facebook 
Facebook has first mover advantage here, which is crucial. Yes, you know, they, they've got 750 million people around the world using their service. Now, Google would argue they have many, many more using Google, of course. But Way it, more, yeah. all you're doing is using Google. You're not interacting with it in, in, in the pure sense. And, you know, getting my mum on Facebook was hard enough. Getting her onto another one, <laughs> very difficult. Yeah, but you've got to remember there's some lessons to be learned, though, from, from social networking that, that we've seen in the past. So let's look at MySpace. MySpace in the news again recently, Justin Timberlake, funny enough, starred in the social network film yeah. about Facebook, has now gone off and bought MySpace. So he brought me you on know, News Limited, made a huge investment a few years ago, sold it for a lot, lot less than what they paid. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it's not... It's not an automatic way, a guarantee to a license to print no. money by any means, but uh, Google, they know a thing or two about the internet, so you, you think they've got plenty of engineers that know what they're doing over there in Mountain View. And look, my basic summary of Google Plus is that it, it has nailed one of the, one of the things that both Twitter and Facebook have struggled to do. Now, I have had to decide that Facebook is a very personal kind of friends and family and, and close kind of uh, affiliates place. Uh, Twitter is for open for one and all. And LinkedIn, which is another social network, is a more corporate thing about my, my job and my profile and those things. But what Google Plus allows you to do is from the very start, put people into groups, into circles, they call it, which is yes. what you need to do from the start. Now, I, I've said before, and it's it's kind of that whole thing, I've got too much time on my hands, but Facebook <laughs> has this on, on, on in, in its groups. You can set up, you know, groups of, of friends and, and so you yeah. Yeah. You can send messages to directly to family or just to friends or whatever it is. And that's but a bit of work to set up. I remember we had very this conversation hard. offline that we're, unless you set that up from the, from the get-go on Facebook, going back and sorting out 900 friends into groups is a day's work. That is right. So doing that from the start with Google+, I think puts them on pretty good footing, so it will be interesting to see how it goes. Um, you know, interesting some- observation though. We talk about the rivalry, Facebook, and obviously now Google Plus. But Mark Zuckerberg, the Facebook CEO and founder, mm. is actually on Google Plus, and he yeah. was he felt quite surprised that people found that found that interesting to note that he, he was actually there. He says, "Well, why are people surprised that I'm a, I use Google?" <laughs> He's the most followed person at the moment on Google That's Plus. Right. That's a- <laughs> he makes a bloody good point. I mean, hello, why wouldn't he be there? I mean, yeah. he's. Uh, not yeah. only is it is it part of the internet, but it's it's, it's pure genius well, it, to be to be it, looking uh, around at what the, your competitors are doing. Is it the keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer type scenario? Do you think because oh, Larry yeah. Page and and, uh, and Sergey are not Facebook users? Oh really? I didn't know uh, that. Not they're not on Facebook anywhere. But oh, what Mark Zuckerberg has walked into Google Plus from the word go. Well, good on him, I say, and uh, and that's you know that's actually very good leadership from Mark Zuckerberg, and uh, we we should only wait and see how uh, Google Plus pans out in the end as a as a measure for social networking worldwide. And before we go on, I should thank, because uh, I didn't do it at the top of the show, I should thank the good people at Samsung, Samsung Smart TVs and Netgear for their support of the show. Uh, couldn't do it without those great companies, and we, we appreciate you giving them your support on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I'm sure you know a lot of people, and you've actually been this person yourself, and maybe still are. You're an Android smartphone user. I'm, I'm sticking with it for the moment. Yep. The Galaxy S2, yeah, yep. still got you. Now, I've been using it as well. I've been using the Desire S as well. I quite like it. Uh, looking forward to seeing the HTC Sensation next, next week. week uh, yeah. But uh, one thing that a lot of people, a lot of Android users are wondering, and, and what they're ever going to do with that front-facing camera. That's true. Because you, uh, you can take a photo and you can switch to it, but it's pretty bad quality it. and it's pretty poor too. 
but there was some great news coming out of Skype that now allows them to make Skype video calls on their Android smartphones. Mm. Now, the app uh, Skype for Android 2.0, free app, now allows users to make and receive video calls not only over Wi-Fi, as is only the case with FaceTime among yep. iPhone users, but also over 3G. And it's, um, you know, this is the thing about Skype that people continue to kind of miss is that, uh, you know, like we just talked about with Facebook, they have this mass population amongst them of users and and yeah there's i'd love to see real stats but the numbers are probably very high percentage of non-paying users who just use it for skype to skype but there i mean i'm a i'm a paying user i probably spend you know only 30 bucks a month but just making skype calls it's how i do my my podcasting it's how i do the recordings with with listeners and you know there are people who use skype as a as a line as we are on skype right now as a matter of fact exactly and so when you look at the user base and then you consider that those users are all on different devices devices it's it's they have to go this way android and it's just interesting really that um it, it can't be stopped but i mean the carrier at a carrier level i noticed the integration is fantastic because once i installed skype if i click on a phone number anywhere in the phone it says do you want to call this person on skype or on the on the dialer on yeah, the phone that's great that's really clever and what i like too is that you're not restricted to calling other android users other your friends no. who happen to have android smartphones you can call people on skype who maybe have the app on their iphone or on their mac or the windows pc and also we mentioned samsung our great sponsors that you can also make skype calls on your smart tv and you can actually call a smart tv skype user using this new app you know it is it's very good integration uh anyone that is a, is a heavy user of skype or a light user of skype uh, should should download it it does i would warn that it does kind of take over your phone in a sense because you do get that pop up every time you want to do something which you can set one as default which is fine but also i noticed that once you launch it you're kind of stuck with it running you can set it to turn to go offline when when you when you close the app but you know there are moments when it's kind of there and i don't want it to be there but that's just me because i'm not a heavy skype user i think this is for people who really want to make the most of the free calls online then if i'm looking at your profile say on my computer will that always appear to you you can you can set it as being offline and it appears up in the top right hand top left hand corner of your your kind of taskbar on Android as being oh. offline. So it's very good in that sense. But for, for a person who doesn't want to use Skype regularly, frankly, which is me, um, that, that's a bit annoying. But I'm sure there's ways of, of setting around that and whatnot. And just quickly, and this is very heavy digression, but you mentioned Android to iPhone and all, those kind, all, all the different platforms. You know, another great example of that is the phenomenon words for f- words with friends. Yeah. Okay. How many invites are you getting for that? Now, oh, uh. I, let me let me be very clear. I I never played it until yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm very stupid. I'm very bad. <laughs> I just I'm no good at it. Okay. But I I actually made the conscious decision to grab it because I was curious as to whether you could link, you know, play words with friends with iPhone players on an Android, etc. And you can. I, honestly, I, I know that might sound stupid yeah, well, thing to ask. That platform but operation is smart and. Look at it, an app like that is only going to get even more popular. And I'll, let me digress slightly further. Wouldn't it be great to see cross-platform? Well, you know that I'm a big online gamer. Oh, yes. Wouldn't it be great to see cross-platform play between Xbox and PlayStation 3 users? It'll never happen. It, I was just going to say. In their own universes and their own online portals. But wouldn't that be excellent if no matter what platform you bought your game on, you can take on the best of the best no matter what platform they're using? But I, I admire your happen, thoughts, but it, but it will nice. never happen. It would be it would be fantastic. And frankly, it's what the open and, and, and honest internet should be. But hey, we'll, um, we won't hold our breath for that one.
And uh, once again, thank you to the good people at Netgear. Uh, the team here at Netgear Australia, netgear.com.au. Uh, a huge range of networking products for you at home or in your small business, uh, whether it's about storage. Uh, for your home or your small business, uh, storage is an important thing that everyone's got to take into account because storage at home means, you know, potentially networked connectivity across all of your devices to single storage. So your, your, your photos, your, your, your music, your files, your documents across all your computers on a single, uh, Netgear ReadyNAS, for example. Um, storage can be attached to your router and in your business, there's, um, good and secure ways to, to attach storage to your network. Uh, but whatever it is about networking, storage, network connectivity between Wi-Fi and, and hardline Ethernet, netgear.com.au. They're good people, and we thank them for their support. Now, Matt, I was uh, very impressed last week with the uh, new Olympus Pen range, which we went and had a look at. Hi, Trevor. I was there with you. It, it, it was very good um, because, you know, this is this is a product that's been out now for a while. This is the kind of the third evolution of it, um, and, and they've gone with a, a three different models in the range, which allow a kind of really com- ultra-compact to, to, the, to the standard pen-style unit. But, what, you know, the number one thing that impressed me, and I know it's kind of simple, simple but... The the speed of the autofocus, which they made a big deal about, really, really does work. It does, and I think just to explain a little bit further, these the Olympus Pen range, I described them in my review on Tech Guide as being sort of combining the quality of SLR photography with the convenience of a compact camera. There's still the interchangeable lenses, but not as much not as much bulk. They're a lot lighter, smaller units that they can take take very impressive photographs. I particularly liked all the different filters that you can apply to your pictures. Yep, great quality images through the sensor. But I think I took. A couple of soft focus pictures of you, Trevor, from memory. That they they turned out, uh, they turned out pretty nicely. Well, appreciate your support. It's very <laughs> rare for a uh, photo of me to turn out nicely, but I, I did the well, same. The with soft you, focus did help. <clears throat> the soft focus uh, and, and, a, and a kind of fun look on your face did did, uh, did make some, for some fun with shooting because you can not only have basic artifacts, you can layer different effects on top of each other, and this is all happening within the camera. Yeah. Um, and then, as you say, you've got interchangeable lenses. It's a very, it's a small body uh, form factor as opposed to a standard SLR, but you know well, they made a big deal about this this fast autofocus, and they say the fastest in the world, and that's that's everything. That's SLRs the lot, and it really was, mate. You you, you literally drag drag the thing around and just click and off it went. It it did it the was. autofocus. It was we, stunning. we gave that a good go, a good go uh, at the uh, at the event last week, and, and I particularly liked the way that you can the, the screen uh, LCD screen is adaptable, so you can make it a touch screen or make it just normal. Normal, uh, normal capture of the frame, or you can actually touch the screen to capture the frame. A little bit iPhone-esque, actually touching the pic of the frame to take your picture. Yep. But uh, I quite like too the with the marketing around this device is, hmm. is I think quite clever. Where Brilliant. they're they're kind of having a go at people that, that take photos on their using their phones as being phony. I quite like that little uh, little pun they threw in there. But they're, they're saying that the, the campaign is to get back into real photography. They said if if your if your camera can send text Text messages is not a real camera, uh, so they're, they're really throwing down the gauntlet to get trying to entice people back to real photography. I think their campaign's going to roll out pretty soon. I think it's very good. I've got one of the posters on, on my wall behind me here. It's just a block white, and this is thought sort of thing you'll see in uh, bus shelters and the like. I expect uh, it's big white poster with a very simple message at the top: "Are you a real photographer?" Or a phony, spelt as in P H O N E Y, and at the bottom of the of the poster is a is a smashed 
mobile phone, it looks like, and the website <laughs> getarealcamera.com. Getarealcamera.com. I think you're right, mate. I think they've really nailed that in terms of an advertising marketing message. Absolutely. I think people are going to take a lot of notice of that. And, and it's like photography is the sort of thing that once, once it gets its, its, it gets its grip on you, it sinks its claws into you, you can so easily become an enthusiast. You see the results of your photo, of your, of your picture straight away on your screen. It's not hard to really get into this, uh, into photography and a product like this may be just the thing to sort of entice those people even further. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. HTC are at it again, Trevor. Oh, this my time. God. It's like there's a phone every week. Well, I think they, they must they must have like a weekly a weekly event with the releasing new devices. But look, we're not complaining. I quite like. Neither is their PR the company. <laughs> I think, uh, but the, the names of these two these these are two a little bit different. These models, the Cha Cha and the Salsa. Now, we're not having <laughs> what a is dance this dancing with or, the stars? Or a cooking class or anything. Okay, but the uh, these two devices. Uh, you could easily call them Facebook phones. They've right. got dedicated Facebook buttons on the bottom. The Salsa's got the 3.4-inch screen, uh, full touch screen. The Cha-Cha has a smaller 2.6-inch screen, full QWERTY keyboard, but both of them have one thing in common, is that blue Facebook button that's actually uh, aware of the situation. For example, if you take a photograph... Uh, the little button will actually light up and pulsate to say, look, you know, you, if you hit the button now, we can share this straight away with our friends. I think, uh, it, 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 the smartphone experience, so much of it now is, has become social networking. That's right. And yeah. I think it's a clever move on HTC's part. Oh, is this, would, is this the Facebook phone that was kind of rumored a little while ago that yes, people it thought was. it was, was going to be? It was first announced back in, in February at the, the global, the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. Hmm. And they've only, they're available on Vodafone this week. Right. I, I gotta say, um, I'm gonna give the Cha Cha a go. Um, because uh, as I said, I've been, I've been having a bit of fun with the Android. I've been okay with it. Uh, and, but I love my keyboard. So to see, uh, you know, a nice, uh, here's the thing. It's got a tactile keyboard. As I say, I love yep. my Blackberry. Yes. But it doesn't look like all the other ones. You know, the, the Nokia E71, uh, you know, Samsung have had them. Everyone's had a key. Hawaii've got one. There's, oh, everyone's gone down the, the tactile keyboard route, but this looks different. It looks funky. It's kind of bent a little bit. Got a bit of a curve in it. Yeah. Yeah. I say. Um, yeah. I, th- I, I really want to give this a try, um, because I think it may help me kind of live with Android, if you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I, I'm quite looking forward to giving if that a go. If you're a Facebook person as well, then this is going to appeal on two fronts because Android, uh, it's a very, very popular smartphone uh, operating system. Facebook, having that direct connectivity to your Facebook uh, page on, on on the go, I think it's going to be a compelling offering for a lot of people. I know there's a lot of the people that update their Facebook status in my newsfeed are all done from smartphones. So yeah, oh, no, this is yeah. going to have a, a huge audience. When you have a good look, and that's a smart thing that Facebook did, was put that little icon to sort of sort of let you know where it was coming from. It's, it's a lot of people using their smartphones. And, uh, I mean, you know, obviously it's not going to happen here because this is kind of a commercial arrangement thing, but I'd much prefer to see a Twitter button as well because that would make life really <laughs> easy, but uh, uh, maybe somewhere down the track. It's, it's not happening just now, but uh, look, a couple of extra great devices from uh, from HTC, and mate, next week, um, the sensation, yeah? 
Yeah, well, Monday there's an event. I think HTC are uh, hosting a, a concert. I think the Vines are playing at an yes. event next week, and they're going to uh, un, un, uh, unveil the HTC Sensation. So they've been very busy. The people that are running the PR department for HTC are good friends over at Byte Communications. Yeah. HTC are really keeping them very, very busy. Oh, well, and good on them too, and they do a great job. So well done to, to Byte, obviously, but also to HTC. Looking forward to seeing many more devices coming through over the coming weeks and months. And we'd also like to thank our friends at Samsung. Uh, now, if you're buying a TV, it's time to get smart with a smart TV. Now, the, the range of their smart televisions include plasma and LED. Now, the the marketing of these TVs are everywhere. You can't you can't walk into a store without seeing the uh, smart TV ads. Uh, I think Samsung have got uh, some pretty a pretty good offering in that department. They've got sizes up to 64 inches. Now, I've put my tech guide website up on the 60. 64-inch Samsung panel, and I've got mm. to say, the site—it's literally larger than life. Now you can surf to any uh, any site you want with the built-in browser. You can even download apps. Now, we talk about apps all the time on the podcast here. You can download them now to your smart TV. You can stream content, make and receive uh, video calls, and it's also a 3D television as well. It can also do 2D to 3D conversion on the go. So if there's a your favourite show or you want to watch the Rabbitohs lose in in 3D, you can. They had a pretty bad loss the other day, I've got to say. Oh, you finally come to Let's your senses. Let's hope they can turn that around. But anyway, I digress. Uh, if, you, if you want to turn your favourite content from 2D to 3D, you can. Uh, if you want some more info, head over to samsung.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, mate, the um, the Contour HD, it's a very nice-looking active camera that's kind of made to be used on, on, on helmets, you know, bike helmets, skiing helmets, Pink whatever you glass. like. This is an adventurer's camera, I've called this. I reviewed this on my website. It is, if you're an adrenaline junkie uh, and or an, a real adventurer, mm. then you, the chances are you've got a lot of cool stuff to share with your friends and your family, and what better way to do it than to stick a contour camera on your handlebars, on the, your windscreen, on your helmet, uh, on, the, on your goggles, and you can capture full high definition uh, th- through the lens, but also what I like about it, it's a built-in GPS, and you can also capture in real time, link that to your video, is the GPS information. So once you're done and dusted, you can download your footage, upload it to a website, share it with your friends, and right beside your video of you tearing down some trail on your mountain bike or you know coming down a ski run, right next to the video is an actual map of your activity, and it, it follows your progress as the video is playing, which means you can actually click on a part of the map and go straight to that part of the video, forward, backwards, wherever you like. I think if you're out there and sort of doing a little active in all these activities, then I think this is a great way to capture it. I I had this a month or so ago, and I had a great uh, fun mucking around with it because um, it's also got, there's a chip you can get to put in it, which allows you to use your iPhone 
as a viewfinder because this thing doesn't yeah, have a viewfinder in it, okay? Yeah, it's got Bluetooth Which, on board. You download right. the free app and you can use it uh, as, your, as the iPhone as your, as your little viewfinder. So, well, because when you put it on your helmet, you kind of need to adjust it to make sure it's the right angle. Or otherwise, you get to the end of your run and you, you realise it was looking at your feet or it was looking at the sky and it missed the good stuff. So, you can use your iPhone as a viewfinder. Now, I, I, you know, not to reminisce too heavily, but just to, just to make a point about how far this technology has come... I remember, and I'm talking mid to mid nineties here. I remember putting together the TV coverage of a, of a karting series, go karts, uh, the national series, and I, I said we've got to have race cam, you know. And what we had to do to get race cam on a go kart was have a little bum bag on the driver, and in the bum bag was a was a camera with tape, and then a cable coming out of that up their back to a little lipstick cam on their helmet, and it was a nightmare to use. This thing, this Contour HD, is the size. You hold it in your in one hand. It's tiny. It, it it has special clips and brackets that then go on your your helmet or whatever it is and clips on and then you know one button record you get back and it's a hd recording of just sensational activity so if you're into any activities and and it doesn't matter what it is this is a really simple device that's made for that purpose absolutely yeah and it's got 170 wide degree 170 degree wide angle lens so it's going to capture virtually everything in front of you uh, and there's also what I liked about it too is that often you're going to position this camera uh, not straight on so you might have to you might have to strap it on uh, so that the camera is actually sideways but mm. the, a, a tiny little twist of the lens then lets you adjust the angle so that you, what you're actually shooting you, despite the camera being on its side you're still shooting the right way up which I think is a great feature uh, and, and, and again you mentioned the Bluetooth connectivity to your iPhone to, to use that as your viewfinder I think uh, I think they they start at $299, sorry, for $295 for the HD. You can add GPS for to, uh, up to $449, and then it's $649 for all the bells and whistles for the Contour Plus. If you're an adventurer, this is the best way to capture all those adventures. I'm all about control, Trevor. My remote <laughs> Would your control, wife agree? My remote <laughs> yes, well, she's not here tonight, so I can, I can get away with saying that. But uh, no, the control I'm talking about, though, is home automation, home theatre controls. Yes. Now, I've been, I've been testing out this, this product. It's called U-Remote. Now, right. this, is a, one of, this is really interesting technology and really great execution of existing technology. Let me just explain what it is now. Hmm. I've got a home theatre, as you know, and I've got, you know, there's many devices in that home theatre. I've got my, my projector, I've got my Blu-ray player, my Foxtel box, plenty of things in there, and I've got a universal remote control. Not a, not a cheap universal remote, I might add. <laughs> no control way. four that uh, has to control the whole thing. Now, you remote offer the same kind of control and automation, and what it does, it utilises your Wi-Fi network and your iPhone, which acts as the remote control. Now, what it does is a tiny device, is just slightly larger than a matchbox, that taps into your wireless network. From the back of this little device are attached little infrared sensors that go on the front of all these devices. And then once it's on your network, you download the free app. It can then link your the app, but your iPhone becomes the remote for you to control these devices using the touch screen. Now, it's great for two reasons, because the first reason is it's a much cheaper than these expensive control devices because hmm. you don't have to buy the remote control. You already own it if you've got an iPhone, an iPad, or an iPod Touch. Right. Secondly, it also utilizes your Wi-Fi network. So if you've if your house is already built, you can retrofit this easily as long as you have a Wi-Fi network. You don't have to dig out your walls. 
There's no expensive control system that has to sit on top of everything. It, it uses the, the Wi-Fi, as I said, uh, and the, it, it offers that sort of control with the simple touch touches of, of your iPhone. There's, there's wow. all different sections of the remote that you can use for. Like I use it to control my Foxtel. My uh, one button t- turns my turns the projector, the Blu-ray player on, puts the AV receiver in the right uh, right setting as well, so I'm ready to go. And the guy that came over, young Daniel, great great guy who came over to my house to install it for me, took less than an hour to do it. Wow! Very impressive. And so you controlling anything, anything with a remote, basically, anything that could have a remote. Well, there's that, exactly it. So there's two packages you can, the, the, the entry package is the home theater package, which is mm-hmm. priced around about 1100 bucks, which for a control system of this, of this type, that's quite cheap. Yep. Now you could actually go further and go the full home automation package. Uh, and for that price, you, you can then start controlling things like your air conditioning, mm-hmm. your security system, your, the blinds. If you've got automated blinds and curtains that go by themselves, you can also attach your garage door. You can expand this thing across the home at a fraction of the cost that an automation company like your Eclipsals, Crestron, Cbus, all these other Control 4 companies uh, charge a lot more to do the same thing. So very, very clever utilization of the app. Your wireless network, uh, and, and something that is really a lot cheaper than, than, uh, than these other products, as I mentioned, but hmm. it's also adaptable. You can, you can, they can give you like, for example, like I control my Apple TV in my theater as well as Foxtel, but I like to go scroll through Foxtel just go on the channel up route. But what they've yeah. done, they've adapted my controller so that all I need to do to change channels on Foxtel is just swipe upwards on my iPhone oh. screen to go channel up. And one tap is to select, two finger tap is to go back. So there's all these gesture controls they've worked into as Brilliant. well. So they've really made use of the technology on the iPhone, the iPad and iPod Touch to, to make this really clever little product. You know, I can't imagine that Steve Jobs ever saw this coming when, when, when he even envisaged this device. Do you, do you reckon? I mean, it is absolutely. just yeah, stunning. Absolutely. He, he said, well, let's make this device and it's the touch screen and then we'll have an app store. And he wouldn't have in his wildest dreams thought of all the uses that have, have other people have come up with. So developers, no wonder developers are flocking to the app store because this, let's face it, your mobile phone has become the remote control of your life. It's with you everywhere. There's no, it's, it's going to be there all the time with you wherever you go you pull it out with these apps this control uh uh application and this this device very clever use of the technology once again we're out of time mate Stephen fennick from techguide.com.au check it out and subscribe uh thank you mate we'll chat again next Thanks, week Trevor. enjoy that one uh, very good stuff, mate, and uh, all available at uh, on iTunes, uh, at the iTunes store, or twoblokestalkingtech.com. You can send us an email as well. Uh, you can visit my website and po- podcast, yourtechlife.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Go the Blues. Go the Blues.